Hello, welcome to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Hope you guys enjoyed the show yesterday with John Chick of Locked On Rangers. But today, we have another special guest joining the podcast. Jeff from Penguins Twitter. Last time he was on, I believe, was around the trade deadline, right around the Jason Zucker trade. But he's back on for the episode here. Jeff, how have you been, man? Really good. How have you been? Yeah, I'm not not too too bad, you know, just hanging in now in September somehow, so that's just crazy. But you know, I, I really have been looking forward to this TSN trade bait list episode that we've been wanting to do. Um, there's a lot of interesting names on here, so I guess let's just get right into it. I mean, if there's one player on this list that really jumps out at you for the Penguins, because I mean, there are, there are a lot of them out here. I think that really do. Um, which player is it? Uh, one player that I think the Penguins could really use, but I don't think it's going to happen, is Ryan Zizingle. Um, you know, he's he's been a top six winger, but he's kind of uh, he's past his prime a little bit. He's twenty eight. He is uh, coming off a three million dollar contract. Uh, if you get him in the four range, I think that he could uh, give that third line a boost that it hasn't had since the days of uh, Phil Kessel. So. Uh, the Zingle would be my number one get because I think he would come at a good cost. Obviously, he's not the most talented player on the list, uh, but not the least talented either. Yeah, the Zingle kind of had a down year this past year. I mean, eight goals, 29 points, but still making less than $3.5 million per season. I think he, he has one more year left on that contract, so I definitely think you could pry him out of there. I'm not really sure Carolina's looking to make a bunch of changes, though, but they do have to pay Svechnikov. Um, going into this offseason. So maybe someone like Dezingo could be a salary dump. That would be pretty cool. He's a left winger, so could be like the Marlowe replacement. I think that would be pretty good. Patrick Marlowe obviously did not fit in with the Penguins. He was just absolutely brutal. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind that. Um, one, one other player on here, Jeff, that I would really like who could be a good Jack Johnson replacement if they choose to trade Jack Johnson, but it looks like right now he's probably not going to. Um, Vince Dunn from St. Louis, um, still t- 23 years old, left shot, had nine goals, 23 points last season. Um, he's going to be an RFA. He, he really only made, I think, 723K against the cap, so he's going to have to get a big raise. But still, um, that's a player I would really like to pry out of St. Louis, but I'm not sure the Blues are going to want to do that, but they do have Petrangelo to pay. But, I mean, I think that's another big one on this list I think the Penguins could really go after. Yeah, you'd have to get rid of Jack Johnson first, and therein lies the problem. They've tried to trade him twice on the last calendar year that we know of and have been unable to do so. Of course, the first time was beyond his uh, own circumstances because of Phil Kessel, and the second time the Penguins opted to trade Ole Mata. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's it, it's certainly a uh, puzzle. Yeah, it's it's a um, it, it's a take. Uh, Jim Rutherford is, um, I guess, letting his personal feelings cloud his judgment on this. But um, who knows? Maybe he'll get Jack Johnson off the team somehow. Um, Jeff, I think the dream player to get on this list is probably Patrick Laine. He's six point seven five million. He had twenty eight goals this last season, sixty three points. Um, I'd move a lot of players to get someone like Laine. I think I'd say the same about Nikolai Ehlers. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I think Lainey would be excellent. He's only 22. You know, he had a really, really good start into the league, but his last couple of years have kind of tapered off a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
is that a product of playing with subpar players? You know, uh, now that Bufflin's not playing and the defense in Winnipeg is abysmal, or is it just, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of plateaued either way. He's still a very good player. I don't know if that's a contract that the Penguins could take on without moving out some serious salary. I know that Winnipeg could use defensemen. I think we have uh, one spare defenseman that we could uh, move out. <laughs> I don't know if they will or not, but uh, Line a is definitely a name to keep an eye on. I think other teams will outbid the Penguins if the Penguins are even interested. But uh, yeah, he, he's definitely the probably the most talented on the list. Yeah, and definitely the dream one too. Um, if the Penguins were to somehow get him, I mean, that's a hell of a good problem to have in your top six. You know, Jake Gensel. Cindy Crosby, I mean, you can probably maybe move Kasperi Kapanen down. Then you have Jason Zucker and Brian Rust. Um, that would just be a really, really good problem to have, and that would just make the lineup um, that much more disgusting, I would say. But, you know, however unlikely it is, it's still fun to dream about them getting Lane and, and the, the top six, or honestly the top nine just being nasty. Yeah, I, I can't imagine without a first-rounder this year, I, you know, it's not just the first rounder that we're missing. I know that we're missing a significant amount of picks in the next few drafts. Uh, I just don't know what Winnipeg would want in replacement for a player of that caliber. Um, and I don't think the Penguins can match it. Yeah, there's. I, I, I would agree with you. I don't really think that they could match him at all. Um, you know, going down this list as well. I mean, the one player that is probably the most likely that they would acquire that I think a lot of fans, you know, myself included, would not really want. Max Domi, Jeff, make, he made three point one five million against the cap. He's a restricted free agent. We all know the ties to you know to Ty Domi and Mario Lemieux. We've seen Jim Rutherford be interested in, <laughs> in the past. Um, I don't really want Max Domi though. I can just totally see that being the move that Jim Rutherford wants to make to change up the uh, the culture or whatever. He's still a young player at 25 years old. He wanted to get younger going into this season. So that just, it seems like a slam dunk to happen, even though I really don't want it to happen. Yeah, I could hear the the presser playing in my mind already. Oh, you know, we've, we've uh, had our eye on Max for a while and we think he's a really good player and he could be a really good player for us. And it, it just... It screams a GMGR desperation move, overvaluing the player, just like he did with Kasperi Kapanen. Not that Kasperi Kapanen's a bad player, or even that Domi's a bad player. I just don't want to give up a King's Ransom for a player of that caliber. Yeah, I, I, you know? would, I wouldn't either. Um, I mean, his value is not even that high right now, but I could see Mark Bergerman just still asking for a good chunk for him and Jim Rutherford being like, okay, yeah, he's, he's the guy I want. I'm going to go out and get him. You know, he said the same thing about Kasperi Kapanen when he gave up the first round pick and Philip Hollander, you know, when I, when I want my guy, I'm going to go get him, you know, without even waiting for like the market yeah. to set. So yeah, that would just be, that's go ahead. Yeah. That's my fear is that whatever, you know, Rutherford inevitably gets for Matt Murray in, I don't know what you can get for them, but if they get picks, I'm worried that those picks will be parlayed right over to Montreal for Domi. And I, I don't think it'll be terrible, but I think there are a lot better options if, if Rutherford is viewing Domi as a center. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree with you. Um, another name I think is a little underrated on this list, Jeff, Kyle Palmieri. I know he's getting up there at age. He's going to be 30 soon, but has a year left on his contract. The Devils are coming off another disappointing season. 
had 25 goals, 45 points. You know, he's he's been a good goal scorer. He's always, like I said, he's just always been underrated throughout his career ever since he was traded from Anaheim to New Jersey. Um, right, he's another right winger. The Penguins have, of course, a lot of right wingers on the team. But I would just, he would be a really good addition if the Penguins and Devils wanted to do business. Well, what do you think about that one? Um. I don't think necessarily that Palmieri is known for his speed. And I think that's kind of the angle that mm-hmm. Rutherford's going for youth and speed. And that's another concern of mine about line. A. Um, but I think if I think about any other player that I could compare Palmieri to in terms of being underrated, I, I might compare him to like Lee Stepniak in terms of, he always produced pretty well, but um, I guess Lee Stepniak never had a, a brilliant career but there were a couple of teams he uh, scored over 20 goals for and I don't know I does Palmieri have enough left in the tank is he the type of player the Penguins need I mean a lot of these names on the list are our top uh, top pairing defensemen or top six players and I think Rutherford believes that his top six is rounded out with Kasperi Kapanen I think he's more interested in carving out the third line and I don't know necessarily that Palmieri fits that bill. I guess if you're considering the same reasoning that Dezingle would, Palmieri would, but uh, I feel like Dezingle is a little bit speedier of a player. Yeah, I, I think I, whenever I watch you know, Dezingle, I, I've always marveled just how quick he is, and I think he would much be the much better option than Palmieri. I know Palmieri's the better goal scorer, but still, I would sell. I would think Dezingle honestly could outproduce him here. That's just me speaking. Mm-hmm. Um Jeff, is there anyone else on this list that you could see the Penguins maybe taking a run at or that could be a dream acquisition for Jim Rutherford? Someone the Penguins could be taking a run at? Yeah. How about Worries? Yeah, that's a good one too. Worries you, What yes. about number 18 on the list? Rasmus Ristolainen. That's just – that's just such a hard pass. And I can totally He's 25 years old. Yep. And – I, it's like the boogeyman under my bed worrying about <laughs> Rutherford thinking that awful defensemen have some kind of redeeming quality. And, you know, I, I think there's an agenda with Jack Johnson where, okay, Rutherford drafted him. And when they said they were going to sign him before the uh, 2018 free agency day, everybody's like, no, that's terrible. And Rutherford's like, Oh, I know why he got benched. And, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets were all like, dude, no, we benched him because he's bad. And Rutherford's like, oh, nonsense, right? Yeah. And so uh, now he's, you know, his pride is hurt. It's all about ego, his, you know, and he's holding on to Jack Johnson, hoping Jack Johnson does one damn thing right so that he could go, ha, told you so, mm-hmm. after two bad years of, of essentially tanking the Penguins. Yeah. You know, it, I, keep on having flashbacks to 2015 when Rob Scuderi got traded for T- Trevor Daly and the team just absolutely rocketed off. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the move that really just kickstarted everything. Um, I, I, I think I honestly feel like that would be the same thing that would happen here. You trade Jack Johnson for someone like Trevor Daly coming in return. That's just really quick and is good offensively. And the team just takes off. Uh, I don't really know if that's going to happen. It would be awesome if it did, but Rasmus Lineman is just—he's just not good, and you know the the underlying numbers say he's not good. If, if you watch him on the ice, it says he's not good. He also, Jeff, he makes five point four million for the next two years. So I mean, but he's just, a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> he helps little old ladies across the street. 
<laughs> you know, you guys are just giving him a hard time. He's a good. He's a good team player, Jeff. You know, you, you don't. I know he, he give him a hard time, but he wasn't like he wasn't the worst on the ice as a couple other people were. You know, as Jim Rutherford tried to do when he was talking about Justin Schultz when Jack Johnson came up. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just please do not go after Rasmus Kristalina and Jim Rutherford for God. So help me God. But um, today now is a good time as ever to talk about Bilt Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, six new of them with cookies and cream. Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp are three of them. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. The favorite flavor is still the peanut butter brownie. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. We still have the free cooler with the purchase while surprise lasts. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Jeff. So, I mean, I guess we'll take a break here from the trade bait board. Um, let's talk about Matt Murray and the Jared McCann stuff. There's been rumors circling around that, um, you know, they've been talking with Buffalo. Um, they've been talking with Toronto. Just a bunch of teams, it sounds like. It sounds like there's almost like a bidding war for Matt Murray, which I didn't really expect. But, you know, I guess when a goalie's won two Stanley Cups and he's still only 26, uh, teams are going to want him. I'm seeing a lot of chatter with this the Maple Leafs as an option when the Penguins, of course, just traded with them. And I don't really know what I would want from Toronto in a Matt Murray trade. I mean, I know Andreas Janssen is on the trade bait list, had eight goals and 21 points. But, I mean, I don't really want him, to be honest. It's just, I think that, I don't think there's a match there. What do you think? I wonder, I wonder if it's Dubas doing... Uh, the Penguins a favor for the Kasperi Kapanen deal, mm-hmm. you know, saying, Hey, we're interested in Matt Murray. We just got to find somebody to take Anderson um, trying to pump up the value of Murray, because that's the way that it seems just the way that it came out. You know, suddenly there's this uh, huge outpouring of information. Frank Saravalli, Oh yeah, all these teams, Edmonton, and uh, all the—they're all contacting the Penguins about Matt Murray. Um, it sounds like you know somebody's trying to promote the market for the player, and I wonder if that's the case in Toronto because, I mean, I, I, they see, with the season still going on, it's kind of hard to execute a three-way trade, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, I wonder if one of the active teams, if they're really trying to trade for Matt Murray, I wonder if one of the active teams is one of the ones who are interested in Freddie Anderson, and that's why Toronto can't make that trade yet, and that's why Matt Murray couldn't have been part of the Kaspari Kapanen trade. Yeah, that, that's an interesting theory that you have there. I mean, we know the hur- it sounds like the Hurricanes have been interested in Frederick Anderson, but you know, I've also read that. They don't want to just deal Anderson for the sake of dealing him. They actually want a good return for him, and rightfully so. He's a pretty good goalie. But, I mean, it's just, I don't know about, like, the, the Toronto thing. Like, is, I mean, Alex Kerfoot. I mean, that's also if they package Jared McCann there and they bring Alex Kerfoot in return. Though, I don't really think that's a good trade for Pittsburgh at all. I think I would take Jared McCann over Alexander Kerfoot. I know they're both centers, but I trust McCann to bounce back from the season more than I would trust Kerfoot in the third-line center role here. So um, I would honestly stick with McCann for that. But another thing I've been thinking about, Jeff, with the Matt Murray thing, I wonder if the Penguins try to do a sign-and-trade because the Leafs didn't want 
what I was reading in the report, they didn't want Matt Murray to take them to arbitration, where you know he could ask for five point seven five six million per. We all know I don't think he's worth that. So I right. wonder if the Penguins could orchestrate signing him and then trading him to Toronto or another team for a return. That that that's my thing with that. I think the idea of sign and trades are. I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of them in the future. It just doesn't seem like, you know, why why sign a player if they're just going to sign with the next team? You know what I mean? If there is a a, a uh, verbal agreement in place that mm-hmm. hey, you know, if I play for this team, I'll sign this much. Um, with Matt Murray, I do think you're going to get a goalie that's coming in at around six million dollars, and I think a lot of teams are tra- like you know keeping that factor into consideration. And I saw somebody on Twitter say tonight, you know, outside of Pittsburgh, Matt Murray's value is higher because they see a young goalie who's won two cups, a team who has struggled the last two years. And granted, you know, not all of it's on Murray, but um, with Tristan Jari lying in wait, Murray is kind of a little bit of a a luxury that, you know, we can afford to move. Um, So that being said, I don't think you're going to see a sign and trade but I, I I don't know. It's so hard to calculate what Murray's trade value is. Is Murray uh, worth you know Kerfoot one v or one for one? I mean, what team's going to pay the most? And who's to say that Rutherford's even going to take the highest payment? Because as we saw with Kasperi Kapanen, Rutherford is more of a you know whatever it takes to get my guy rather than you know okay wait a little while and then maybe you could throw that same package for Patrick Line and get a far better player yeah money yeah no i agree with you with that and the goalie market is always just so odd i guess is the word to use you know i mean i was reading an article today from dan hopper who's a great uh follow for pittsburgh sports twitter and he was talking about how frederick anderson when he was traded from the ducks to the lease he fetched a first round pick martin jones fetched a first round pick i think they even gave uh, boston even got sean corrali in that deal who's turned out to be a good bottom six winger and if Martin Jones uh, can fetch a basically a first-round pick and so could Frederick Anderson, I feel like a team could give up a first-round pick in return for the Penguins. But, I mean, I, I hope Jim Rutherford could potentially ask for that. That's But I just don't know if I trust Rutherford enough to do that, to be honest with you. But, I mean, if you had to guess, what do you, what do you think a team would give up for Matt Murray, I guess, is my question. Well, I... I don't know. I, that, that's so difficult to say because yeah. there are so many factors depending on what team strengths are, what they have, you know, excesses of. Uh, but you know, a team's definitely going to use the RFA status as a negotiation point. Well, you know, we don't know what this the player is going to ask, and you know, if Rutherford says, "Hey, the player's already said he's accepted, or he'll accept six million dollars." And, you know, the other GM can balk at that and say, oh, well, we don't want to pay a goalie more mm. than five million a year, uh, what have you. But, you know, I, I think I think there's a higher likelihood we're going to see a restricted free agent for restricted free agent trade. Um, if there's a pick, I, I, I mean, I guess it might be pessimistic to say I don't know that we would get a first, but Hopefully a second, it certainly would positively surprise me if we did. Um I don't know. What are you thinking? I'm, I'm hoping maybe a second round pick at, at the at the least for, for if, we're, if we're talking draft picks. I feel like he would definitely fetch a second if he can get a first. You know, I would I would 
think cool down some people that have been low on Jim Rutherford this offseason, but I mean, rightfully so. He's been talking out of his ass for a couple of things, but I mean, that would bring people back on the Jim Rutherford, I guess, hype train just a little bit. I mean, I would love if he would get a first and then maybe a roster player. Um, prospect, you know, first in a prospect, second in a prospect, but I would prefer a roster player, though, in return, plus a pick for Matt Murray. I just, I think that would just, you know, help the team a lot more for now. The prospect really probably wouldn't help them um, for a couple more seasons as, after, you know, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are into probably like 35 to 36. Um, but, you know, one more shoot to free agent, Jeff, before we switch uh, gears to free agency, before we call it a day. Um, Jared McCann, Jeff. Uh, sign him or do you trade him? I'd sign him. I mean, depending on what he wants. Obviously, coming off this season, I don't think he can, you know, ask for a blank check uh, by any means. But uh, if you can get him for a good price, he's young, he's good. Um, you know, he's. I've heard him described as a straight line player mm. uh, who has a, you know, good shot. But I, I think if you put him with somebody like Kasperi Kapanen who can use his speed to create space, you're putting uh, Jerry McCann in a far better position to succeed than you were with the corpse of uh, Patrick Marlowe and the corpse of Patrick Hornquist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he just, he needs two competent line mates. That's the big thing. And I know his shooting percentage really tanked in the second half of the season. Uh, I think that was honestly the biggest reason as to why he was struggling. He was still shooting the puck, but it just wasn't going in. I know he had that really bad um, series against the Canadians. I mean, almost every Penguin did. Um, but, you know, he was on a line with Patrick Marlowe, who was basically a corpse, like you said. You know, Patrick Hornquist, who also did not really look that good during that series. So I think two new line mates for him. Keep him at center. Um, I wouldn't go $4 million per for McCann. I'd probably max out at about $3.5 million per. Or I don't really know. I think that's fair. Yeah, I really don't think he should ask for more than that. Uh, $4 million uh, is just too much, especially since we really haven't seen enough for him to like ask for $4 million per, in my opinion. But, you know, I could totally see Jim Rutherford dealing him too and trying to replace um, the third-line center position. But I really, really hope he doesn't. Um, but, Jeff, lastly, um, for free agency, any free agents that you're looking at for the Penguins to bring in, you know, I'm I'm all aboard the Dylan DeMello hype train to replace Justin Saltz. Um, I'm not really sold on Chad Ruedel doing an 82-game season for the Penguins. Um, I think DeMello could come in pretty cheap, uh, play that right-hand uh, shot well on the third pairing, even with it's, if it's next to Jack Johnson, who just brings everyone down. But um, who are you hoping that they could bring in in free agency? Okay, I'm going to bring up a big name that I don't think many people have mentioned mm-hmm. that I really think would help the Penguins on defense, and you're not going to have to pay him a, you know, a, a gigantic amount to uh, play for you. Mm-hmm. Finish player, Yusa Rikla. <laughs> That's, that's your guy. I, I, that's I, your guy right there. It is. I've I've always been a fan of Rikla. I you know, he's made one or two mistakes, but you know he hasn't had half the playing time that Johnson has. And Johnson, you know, flops the puck over left and right, and he, he Johnson plays the body constantly over the puck. And Mike Sullivan's tongue is on the floor watching Johnson. And you know, Yuso Rikla plays excellent defense. Is almost lights out. You know, one mistake every. 10 games or whatever and Johnson or I'm sorry uh, Sullivan throws him in the doghouse like what the hell yeah he's been in his doghouse virtually the entire time he's been here 
And yeah, I just I've never understood it. You know, he, I, he deserved to play in the playoff series. I don't know why they continue to play Jack Johnson. Um, Trevor Weedle deserved to play over Justin Schultz, but I mean, I just the the weird thing is they're probably not even going to re-sign him just because he's barely played. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's going to be the weird thing about it, man. There were rumors during the season that Montreal wanted him, so who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't. He be might surprised. sign elsewhere. I have no idea where he's going to go. I, they're probably not going to re-sign him for reasons that you know I can't comprehend. But um, anyone from the UFA market that you're looking at, I would stay away from Trevor Daly based on age. I think he's going to be losing if he hasn't already lost a step. I haven't watched a lot of Detroit hockey uh, lately because I don't like self-imposed torture, <laughs> but. Um, there's the only thing about this UFA market is it's pretty damn old, if I might say so. One one name that really really intrigues me for that third line is out of Florida, Eric Halla. Interesting. I haven't. I haven't. Man, I just his name slipped my mind. It really really did, especially after he was traded there. He scored um, twelve goals, twelve points. Over the course of 48 games this year, he made a shade under $3 million. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could sign him to a similar contract, no, he's not that young. He's 29, but I think that uh, he would be an excellent player for that position. He's always just been a really solid player. And, you know, it's like if you think about the third line role, how much success Nick Benino had. Was Nick Benino a lights out star? No. Well, until that. Benito, Benito, Benito thing came along, but um, it just, it was a matter of finding the right fit. I mean, Benito wasn't great for Vancouver either. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that too. Um, and he, he is not far off, Jeff. He had that almost 30 goal season, I think, with, um, I think it was Vegas when he was in the expansion draft. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I could definitely see the pain. That would be honestly a really good target. I mean, he's a left hand shot. I mean, he said 29. Um, probably would only sign him to just a short-term deal, maybe three years, but still 12 goals, 24 points this past season. Um, he's been a 20 goal scorer in the past. The season before that, I think he had, um, 12 goals as well. I mean, he's been, he's scored consistently 12 to 15 goals throughout his career. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he would be a good spot. I mean, he would be a good um, fit for the third line center spot. Um, he could probably kill penalties, but you know, I'm, I'm also the opinion that most players can kill penalties. So, yeah, that's definitely a name that, you know, I had not thought of. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. One more name if they do uh, happen to move Jack Johnson. I know that Rutherford has said he likes Jack Johnson, hopes he ends his career here, but he's really been hesitant to say he's staying. So if he does move Jack Johnson, one free agent that I think the Penguins might be able to get cheap because his stock has fallen so hard so quickly, but he's still a good player. Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, that that's that's a good one too. I mean, w- would you play him on his offside though? Because he's a right hand shot. So, I mean, I guess. I mean, you could maybe both both spots would be open if Johnson's gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you could do maybe like a like a Shattenkirk almost Demello thing. I mean, that's if they have the cap space to do it. If they dump some salary, um, I also I thought Shattenkirk was signed for one more season. So it was interesting that he's up after mm-hmm. the season. He's, he is a. Yeah, he signed one year with Camp, I think. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I mean, he, he definitely did have a rejuvenated season. I mean, he's obviously not as good as he used to be, but you know, Tampa's gotten a good bit out of them, and I think Tampa's going to be in a cap crunch pretty soon. 
um, because they have a couple players to pay. So yeah, that, that option wouldn't be too, too bad if he comes cheap, you know, maybe signs a couple year deal um, for, I don't know, three to four million per, I think you'd be fine there. But um, And if somebody gets hurt, he could jump into the uh, second pairing really easily. Yeah, can so, can play with John Marino. I think that would be fine. Marcus Pedersen, though I do want to see more of him on that pairing with Marino. But Jeff, unless you have any more other players from free agency, I, I guess we could call this an episode. Um, you know, it, it, I don't even know that they're going to fill the uh, defensive position because they they signed Chad Ruedel to an extension a year before his contract was up. Yep, and they have uh, Maniscalco coming up from uh, the college ranks to help out and and, uh i've i've heard some comparisons to marino already and while i don't think he has the ceiling that marino has uh if he comes into training camp and has a strong training camp hey all the better that would yeah that would be awesome entry-level contract that opens up some money exactly yeah i was just about to say that it's another contract on an elc saves you cap room to go out and sign someone so yeah we can definitely see if he makes the team out of camp. I mean, I don't expect it, but you know, we didn't expect John Marino to make the team out of camp, and now he's going to be probably the number one defenseman whenever Chris Letang um, either leaves or just retires a member of the Penguins. But um, Jeff, right. th- thank you so much for coming on this episode of Locked On Penguins. Hey, no this problem. Was, this was a lot of fun. Um, we definitely got to oh, do yeah. this, you know, after free agency to see what they do. Absolutely. I hope. Uh, I hope it's a good situation and not like the Casperi Capitan trade where. One second, it's like, yeah, we got Kapanen. And the next minute, it's like, oh, shit, we paid that for Kapanen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Hopefully, there's not too many bad asset, more asset management uh, from Jim Rutherford that he just continues to just mismanage. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. And we'll be back with more episodes starting next Monday.